welcome in to the Full Course Football Podcast Week 8 Recap. Uh, I'm Jack, and I'm here with Sam. As you can tell by the fact that Zach is not doing the intro, Zach is actually not with us today. Sad. Um, Sam, how, how are we doing? That's what Zach always asks. Yeah, he says, how are we doing? How, how are we doing, boys? And yeah. say, good, or some iteration of that. And... I'll say I'm doing good. How you doing, I, Jack? <laughs> I, all right. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about how to intro it, and I just went with how Zach normally does. My alternate of what I was going to say is welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast where every team that we root for sucks, and there is no hope. Also right. This was a pretty sad week for the fan bases of our podcast Two of them represented, and then the Packers for Keegan, who's not also not with us tonight. But I don't know if yesterday could have really gone any worse for our three teams. No. Um, we can just start there. I'm fine starting with the Colts game. Yeah, let's do that. S- somehow the Colts made the Saints offense look really good. Uh, the Saints had over 400 yards of total offense. I th- from what I'm seeing, um, Derek Carr looked elite. Uh, Rashid Shahid looked elite. Chris Olave still kind of looked like a bum, which was kind of sad for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Um. But just a super sad day for the Colts. They they are lo- missing Anthony Richardson so much. They have. Their defense is so bad. Apparently the Colts' defense is now the worst defense in the league scoring-wise because the Broncos held the Chiefs to nine points. Now the Colts are the worst. So uh, things are not looking good. The Colts have let up over 30 points three games in a row, which right after preventing the Ravens from scoring like 15, felt like we were on the right track. Uh, Felt like the defense was good. And that is just not the case. The defense is bad. Can't win football games with a bad defense. And then the offense, it's just sad to watch. I think it's just what could have been with Anthony Richardson. They look, I think they're good enough that I'm going to convince myself next year that they can be good, but there's just a lack of that edge of belief that I actually feel like they're going to win games anymore. They're on a three-game losing streak, so maybe compounding errors makes it feel worse than the situation really is. But I don't know. It was not a not a good day yesterday for Colts fans because they were like, this was the first game where it's like they don't have a chance to win this. And the fourth quarter is like we need a stop, and we haven't gotten a stop all game. And it was just so sad to watch because not only was the Colts losing, it was losing to a team who's not that good. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like you got beaten by a, a top-tier team. The Saints have been, like, average at best. I think people, the Saints don't even know what's going on with their own team. They can't even decide who they want to play quarterback, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when Taysom Hill's completing 50-yard passes to Rashid Shahid, then you know it's not a great day for the Saints' opposition. Yeah. I, that that's a crazy stat. the The Colts have a worse scoring defense than the Broncos, and the Broncos let up seventy points in one game. That's a lot of points. That's that's twice as many as the Saints had. 
in the Saints in this past week, and the Saints had a lot of points. The the Colts only the Colts are still the only team that have scored twenty points in every game. They kept that streak alive, so we have that going for us. But we're three and five, so I think I'd rather have wins than that streak. But they play the Panthers next week, and then the Patriots the next week. So it's either we're either we'll either be five hundred or. A loss to either of those teams will be detrimental for the ability of us winning, making the playoffs at all. I think there's still like a one percent chance they could turn it around because their schedule's so easy. But they just their defense is so bad. Yeah, there's. I mean, anything can happen for a wild card, but it definitely seems like at this point the Jaguars are going to clinch the division because they have the best record in football. So. That's kind of tough to compete with, but yeah. like you said, you've got at least one layup game with the Panthers, which I think you guys should win. Which should, well, then you're not even back to 500 yet. But yeah, you're close. You're get. You're on the right path. They could so, be. They go Panthers, Patriots, bye week. So they could be five and five going into the bye. That'd but. be nice. That'd be that'd be good energy to be back at 500 for the bye week come out of the bye you go undefeated yeah that'd be lit don't lose in november that's the name of the game right now don't lose in november but good, good luck I, that's that's what i'm telling the bears too but i feel like <laughs> that, uh, that, that probably that probably won't happen which i guess we can go into unless yeah let's no <laughs> i say we just rip through our sadness of our teams yeah. Uh, the Bears, I, I, there's some, like, various opinions on this. I didn't think Tyson Bajan looked that bad. Um, he had three passes that weren't touchdowns that should have been touchdowns. Obviously, the first, Darnell Mooney, was not down, but they blew the play dead, which was just unfortunate. I, I don't even think that's bad officiating, really. I think it's just an unfortunate circumstance would happen to anybody. Obviously, the drop in the end zone by he who must not be named. Um, he just should not be in a competent – shouldn't be in, in any offense at all. Um, definitely shouldn't be catching touchdown passes. I mean, he Well, he's not, yeah. He's not catching touchdown passes. Um, he shouldn't have the opportunity to do that. Um, and then the Cole Komet touchdown that was called back. I mean – Obviously, I'm not going to say if all of those were touchdowns, we would have won. But I think it was just an unfortunate set of circumstances. Um, I think Tyson Beijing, if he starts next week, which I'm assuming he is, will look good. Um, Chris Collinsworth said during the game that they're going to take the Tyson Beijing tape and show it to Justin Fields. And they're going to tell Justin Fields that he needs to look more like Tyson Bajan, which just doesn't really make sense on a, a lot of levels. But it's also Chris Collinsworth, so take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah. Um, yeah, a sad loss for the Bears. We got even we of our fan bases. That was the the worst loss, I think. Um, In terms of yeah, even morale like. Watching that game, the Bears couldn't do anything on defense. It's same with the Colts. Like, there's literally nothing they could do to stop them. Yeah, 
Um, and now, of course, everybody's talking about Jalen Johnson getting traded, who at this point, besides DJ Moore, is our best player. Um, so that would that would be sad um, if he was shipped out. I, I don't really see why they would. He's still pretty young, and like he's kind of a cornerstone piece for a, a defense. And I don't see a world in which the Bears don't try to build up a very good defense in the next three years, and he would be a very good piece of that. But everybody's talking about his value. He's he's top of the league in a few different stats, um, just for like yards allowed when he's on uh, tight coverage. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, the we're we're recording this the day before the deadline, so we'll, mm-hmm. we just we don't know what is going to happen. The deadline's tomorrow, the day this gets released. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the Bears. Not looking, not looking great for 2023, but... Yeah, who do you guys play? It looks, I looked at your schedule, and you have the Saints and then the Panthers, which is kind of funny because the Colts play the Saints. They just play the Saints and then play the Panthers next. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Lions, the Vikings, Lions. That's a gauntlet right there for us. Yeah, uh, then I've seen North Gauntlet. We have... Yeah, we have Minnesota Monday Night Football um, the right after Thanksgiving, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so, um, oh, and we also have Carolina Thursday Night Football in two weeks. Oh, so. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that seems like the most Amazon Prime game you'd ever hear of. That's kind of the same energy as, like, that Colts-Broncos game last year. That was on Thursday Night Football. It's just going to be the worst matchup ever. But maybe that means it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, and there's some draft implication there because either way the Bears are getting a worse pick because someone's going to win that. Yeah, yeah. But in the same way, doesn't that mean we're also getting a better pick? Yes. You just need the right team to win or lose. Yeah. I mean, at this point I'm still... I'm now rooting for the Cardinals and against Carolina in every right. game. Right. And I don't really care what happens with the Bears. We're either going to end 4 and 13 or 3 and 14 or whatever. Yeah. So it's not going to make a difference. No. But, and uh, assuming Justin Fields comes back in the next couple of weeks, he should, you know, I don't know, maybe you can see something. A little more promising because I mean the rest of this season I feel like this is what it was last year too but you just got to see if you're going to keep him or move on and draft somebody else so he kind of needs to play for that I feel like at this point we're gonna ship him out I, I just the momentum with this team it's not like gone it's just like it's not in field's favor right now so he's either got to come out and fall so that uh like Ryan Pace wants to keep him or he's just going to get shipped out. Yeah. And for a second round pick. Yeah, and and Eberflus will probably be gone either way, so Yeah. Yep, new regime somewhat coming in. We'll see. But moving on, that's enough talk about the depressing bears. Um it- Let's go to something that will make you a little more happy and that's talking about Keegan's downfalls. Um yeah. Packers. Packers played 
a very boring game from my opinion on Sunday. The most – I don't know. First, I guess maybe we can talk good about the Vikings. The Vikings came all the way back. They were so bad. Everyone wrote them off. Everyone was like – See, we were right. They can't win all these one-score games. And they were 0-3 or 0-4 or whatever. And then just finally built their way back to 4-4. Four and four. The defense is actually playing competent-ish football. Beat the 49ers on Monday night. Come Go to Lambeau. Beat the Packers. And it's all for naught because Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles. Not his ACL, his Achilles. In the matchup, that'll probably be the last time we see Kirk in a Minnesota uniform from everything we've seen, unless he's on that Aaron Rodgers fast track to get back and healthy. True. Um, so I don't know where that this leaves us with the Vikings or the Packers, honestly, because the Packers are pretty bad, period. Yeah. I mean, their, their offense is terrible. They can't score. They pretty much just go down and then hope Jordan Love can – mount some comeback and it always ends up in him either throwing an interception or them turning it over on downs in the red zone like they cannot score touchdowns yeah yeah i think the packers are i said this last week and they remind me of the in-between stage of the Andrew Luck and Anthony Richardson era of the Colts i'm already calling it the Anthony Richardson era of the Colts as if we're good now that we have him which isn't even true, but they will be. the Packers are fallen from grace, it appears, and they might be uh, they might be joining the ranks of the normal fan bases of the NFL, and that is that your team usually sucks, and it is an anomaly if you're good. I think it is very encouraging for me because the Bears-Packers rivalry is to a point where it's like, if we can just finish ahead of the Packers in the division that's awesome and at this point we could finish ahead of the Packers and still have a top five pick (laughs) our pick and then we'd have two top five picks with the Panthers pick added in so that would be great to be better than the Packers standings wise because I don't know if we'll beat them at Lambeau but the Vikings just beat him at Lambeau. I will say, going back to Kirk Cousins, if your last game as an NFC North quarterback, as a Vikings quarterback, is beating the Packers in Lambeau, that's a pretty good last game. There's yeah. there's not a lot of quarterbacks who beat the Packers in Lambeau. Until this era, maybe. Yeah. Could be that, recurring. That's what... I don't know what the, the Vikings should do. Because they... I don't know if they should just blow it up and regret winning these games and try to tank and just go for one of the top-end quarterbacks. Maybe they could trade assets at the draft for a higher pick and try to get Drake May or Caleb Williams because it seems like they need a new quarterback. Like yeah. So the options are either seeing what Jaron Hall can do and hoping to maybe squeak into the playoffs. I mean, if the season ended today, the Vikings are in the playoffs. They'd be the yeah. seventh seed. But they're going to go down to a rookie quarterback, a rookie backup quarterback. Well, so without a great defense, so it's I don't, I well, don't know apparently, if. Apparently, 
the Vikings are talking with the Saints about trading for Jameis, and they are working very aggressively to make that happen before. That'd be so awesome. And that'd be that so would, awesome. Yeah, that'd be lit to have Jameis just airing it out to Jordan Addison every single play. That would be Jameis would probably throw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions in the next eight weeks if he did if they did and, that. And I'd be here for it. Yeah, um, if they would, that would make the like the Vikings games are not exciting the rest of the year. But if you add Jameis to that equation, I think I would pick them every week. Yeah, I'd be scared to play them when we play them um, in like four weeks. If they're starting Jaron Hall against the Bears, I'm not. I'm I'm worried because like they're right now a better football team than the Bears. But if they're starting Jameis, then I'm a lot more worried. I don't know why. The Jameis. I'm so, I'm so pro Jameis getting traded to somewhere, somewhere that needs a quarterback because it's so sad. He's not even like the second string on the Saints. Their tight end is playing quarterback over him. Yeah, he's doing nothing. Just sits they started, there. They started an injured Derek Carr over fully healthy Jameis. Yeah, that's crazy. And Jameis led a fourth quarter comeback that fell short because Groupie missed a kick. So, no Jameis slander. No Jameis slander. So we'll see what happens with the Vikings by our next episode. The trade deadline will be done. Hopefully, there will be a bigger trade than that one Giants. Yeah, edge rusher whose name I forget who was traded yeah. for two picks, one of which was a second. The NFL economy of picks doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, um, but apparently he's like incredible. I just haven't watched many Giants games in the last four years, so this is bad podcasting. I just don't know anything about that guy. But he's traded yeah, for I... a second and a fifth. Yeah, that does not make sense to me. But. Maybe he'll be a difference maker. Um, but anyways, we can move on from the Vikings Packers almost toilet bowl. Um, yeah. Let's go to our new favorite quarterback on my one of my least favorite teams, the Tennessee Titans. Will Levin, okay. The Oilers, I should say. Who that what well, the NFL just issued a cease and desist for the University of Houston. I saw that. Their retro Houston outfits or uniforms because they look exactly like the Oilers uniforms. I saw that. That's so funny. Unfortunate. But Will Levis comes in and is the best quarterback in the league, I guess. Yeah. Either that and DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver. Both could be true. Or the Falcons are terrible. On defense, all could be true. All three, all three of those things could be true. Yeah. A lot of the, the two of those touchdowns, I think I could have completed because it looked like Will Levis just closed his eyes and threw it as high as he could in the air downfield and hoped DeAndre Hopkins caught it, yeah. which he did. I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, he did. Oh, he caught it. Yeah. So I don't that I don't think the Titans are going to really turn this around. Um, I've seen reports that they're not going to trade Derrick Henry now, yeah. or not that they ever were, but they're he's probably going to stay. So maybe they're going to try to, I don't know, spin it into gear and get a wild card spot. But the Jags are just running away with this division. But yeah, 
pretty handily. You're going to hit a Thursday night matchup this week of the uh, Mitch Trubisky versus uh, Will Levis, potentially. Oh. So I love that. That is the same energy as Brian Hoyer, Tyson Bajan, Toilet Bowl. Yeah. Um, except Mitch Trubisky was a former first-round pick, and <laughs> I, t- I, s- I turned to Zach yesterday and I said, well, at least there's one first-round pick playing in that game. Holy True. Goodness. True. He almost made it. He got invited to the draft for the first round. He did. And then he was the first pick of the second round, wasn't he? No. Oh, I thought he was. I'm no. Sorry. He was like, worse. I think he was the second pick of the second round. Oh, that's even, that's that's like so much worse. I don't even know why. Oh, Maybe not. Let me. Pick. Well, technically the 33rd. Because the Dolphins had a pick taken away from them. So there's only 31 picks in the. Why was that pick taken away? Tampering. They like talked to Tom oh, Brady illegally yeah. or something. I think they were re- recording the plays on the sideline or something. So they like were they were videotaping the signs of the other teams. So they had to take a draft pick away. Yeah, something like that. Or there was like a hamburger or something. At the, yeah, I think he bought a Tom Brady. They bought Tom Brady a hamburger when they weren't yeah. allowed to. Spy Gate and Burger Gate. Spy Burger Gate. So do you do you think if you're if you're ranking the rookie quarterbacks for how you think their careers will go based off of this year? Yeah. Of so, the four, what do you how do you rank them? Yeah. Um of those four you're including Tyson Bajan? Uh five then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So obviously Tyson Bajan at one. Just yes. We're not there yeah. yet. We're not there yet. He, Two, if he maybe. beat the Chargers, if yeah. he beat the Chargers, he would be in the top three for me, which is only out of five, and that's not saying much. But um, I also would like to say a note about the Falcons' defense. The Falcons' defense made Jordan Love look like Aaron Rodgers. That's so true. I don't know if I'm putting a whole lot of stock in this game. It was just a fun anomaly for Will Levis, I think. And I'm fun, fine calling it that. And I'm okay with that because yep. Will Levis is a second round pick. But anyways, to answer your question, I go CJ AR Bryce Levis Tyson. If you were starting a team, those would be that'd be the order of who you'd want. Yeah. I think That's I think I agree. I Obviously I'll say AR first, but that's because yeah. I'm delusioned myself to believe that. But unbiasedly, I would probably put them in that order too. Because even with how well Levis played, he only did it once. So, Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he looked very clean doing it. 19 for 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like, if Tyson Bagent had gone out and, and done that, I would say yeah. he's like a franchise quarterback. Yeah. But for some reason, like, Will Levis is getting a lot of hype. And I guess people are saying, like, the Titans have found their franchise quarterback because everyone knows they're moving on from Tannehill. Yeah. But the door was open for Will Levis. He just needed to really seize the moment. And I think he did that. 
Who did they play next week? You said the the Steelers. Steelers, yeah, on Thursday night. I feel like Will Levis's ceiling is Ryan Tannehill's best year, so feels appropriate for the Titans to have him. Like, could lead you to the playoffs and be competent if you have a really good team around him. Mm-hmm. So, if he plays yeah. the Falcons every week, he will be a Hall of Absolutely. Famer. Absolutely. Uh, he if he played the Falcons like that every week, he'd be the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. So we'll see. We, it's all up to speculation. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, um, yeah, we'll find out on Thursday. We will. I I, I think T.J. Watt is going to rip his head off. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. I did say in one of our original episodes that if I win our fantasy league, that I'm getting a Will Levis Oilers jersey. True. Oilers retro jersey. And I do think it's very appropriate that Will Levis's debut game was in the Oilers jersey. And you are winning that fantasy league now, so. Am I in points? I think so. I think you're kind of, you had a huge week. So I last week I had three teams on by. For all our listeners who are wondering, go back and listen to our previous episode where we draft a fantasy lineup by team and not mm-hmm. by player. Um, it's been pretty close though. It has. Like, there's been some interesting swaps. AR swapped for Gardner. Justin Jefferson swapped yeah. for Addison. But Addison, yeah, that one's worked out. That one has worked out. Um, anything else on the Titans Falcons? Nothing. What should we go to next, Jack? I'm already looking at some of these games that we're just going to skip. So, yeah the uh, the New York Bowl I'm not super interested in. Yeah, we'll just let's just say um, the Jets won. Somehow the Jets keep winning. They like don't score any points until the last five minutes of a game and then just win. Did they so, win fair and square? Did yes. The, ball. the ref touched it. Yeah. That's so I think all he has to do is touch it. So I'm fine with that. I'd rather – I don't really care of either of those teams who wins, so it does not matter to me. It just – it made it more exciting, so that makes it more fun for me, I guess. Yeah. I do not care at all. I like the Giants. Like some teams you feel bad if they lose. I do not care at all if the Giants lose or win, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I say we I say we talk about your Super Bowl champions and on a five game winning streak. They look legit, possibly could be the best team in the AFC right now. This Steelers versus Jags. Jags kinda dominated this one. Yeah. I didn't watch the full game, like with the game flow, so it's hard to know, but it kinda seemed like the Jags kinda had control of it the whole time. Um Never really looked like they were super worried. I don't think it was super high scoring, but it was like Jags seemed to have dominated that. I think big picture wise is more important. The Jags look legit. The Jags look like their ceiling could be AFC Championship or potentially even like going to the Super Bowl. I mean, Travis Etienne has been a beast, and Trevor Lawrence has played more than complimentary football. He's played fun. He hasn't been like a superstar, but they. He's done everything they've had to do to win, and they're on probably what the probably the longest winning streak in the AFC at this point, maybe the league. Um, so I don't know. Watch out for the Jags. The Jags are the Jags are rolling a little bit now, especially if it's a, if it's a home game for your 
team because they're four and zero on the road. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I, that's got to be not a very uh, common stat, at least for someone who's two and two at home. And yeah, four and zero on the road. Like that's like an Arizona Cardinals stat right there. Um, but they just like to come in and make people sad, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they look good. Trevor Lawrence, um, not necessarily his, his best game. It was definitely a get-the-job-done game. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a Travis Etienne game, for sure. He rushed for almost 80 yards on 24 carries, and then he had, like, another 70 yards of receiving and receiving touchdown. Um, heavily involved in the passing game, six targets, um, but leading the targets was Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. which I was so fine with because I have him in like half my fantasy leagues. That guy's a stud. And if you're a Christian Kirk fantasy owner, you're you're probably a little sad he did almost nothing. But it's because they didn't really need to do anything with him. It, the game the game plan was always it seemed like Travis Etienne. They used him so well. And that guy has definitely been a top three running back in the league. Like, obviously, you got CMC at one, but Mm -hmm. if you include all factors of injuries and, like, Kamara's suspension, I don't know another running back besides CMC who's been better and more reliable than Travis Etienne. He's Not not this year. Yeah. No, not this year. He's 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 been solid. Yeah, he's been... He's been great. He's been carrying them, kind of. Like, they haven't been blowing teams out, but they've been winning, and that's all that matters. And they have a three-game lead in the AFC South now, thanks to the Texans getting beat by the Panthers. So, I don't know. The Jags play – they're on bye this week, so they go into the bye with a five-game win streak, and then they play the 49ers. So, that game could be big. Because I think the 49ers are also on bye this week. Um. So they'll both be coming off of bye. Yeah, they are. So they'll both be coming off of bye, and they're on a three-game losing streak, and the Jags are on a five-game win streak, which really shapes into thinking the 49ers will win. But yeah, depends if it's where it is, because if it's on the road, it seems like the Jaguars will win. It's uh, it's at home. Oh, no. The 49ers, so 49ers are going to be... They're going to dunk on them, and then they're going to go for a swim. And it's yeah. going to be game over. But the good news is that the Jags still get to play the Titans twice, mm-hmm. which I think they could definitely win both those games. I think they'll beat the Texans, even though they lost to the Texans early. Um, mm-hmm. And then they get to play the Bucks and the Panthers, and I think they'll beat both of them. But they have to go through the AFC North gauntlet. Bengals, yep. Browns, Ravens, two of which are away games, all in December. And I could be wrong, but I feel like if you're a Florida team and you're playing away games in Cincinnati or Baltimore in December, it's not an advantage. No, but but that's going to be good practice because they're going to have to do that in the playoffs if they're going to... Yeah. Unless they're the one seed, they're going to have to do that in the playoffs. So, Yeah. They clutched out a lot of big wins, the biggest being the Bills' win in Week 5. Yeah, they they really turned it around. They did. I think something happened in London. They're on that good British... Yeah, 
London. Ever since London, they've been unstoppable. Yep, Tuesday. So, yeah, Jags have been good. Um, and- I think we got to mention the other bold predict- prediction of the the podcast Super Bowl champions in the vein of the Jaguars is the Cowboys. The Cowboys also look really good. Um, again, they played the Rams. I think last week we started toying with the idea that maybe the Rams aren't good. Yeah. And I think that might be true. I feel like teams do this where they there's one team that has a great win week one, which is the Rams against the Seahawks, and then we can't get that out of our head. And then now the Seahawks are good, but I keep thinking they're bad because they lost to the Rams. And now the Rams are bad, and I keep thinking they're good because they beat the Seahawks. And so maybe the Cowboys love beating up on bad teams. Yep. So we'll see next week when the Cowboys play the Eagles. Yeah. The Cowboys are kind of a lunchroom bully. It's kind of like pick on someone your own size. Yeah. Or or pick on the Cardinals, I guess. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I, I just don't understand how you can double the score of the Rams, who were like going into this game like an average team. Yeah, and then lose to the worst team in the league. Literally, the worst team in the league as of right now. As of right now, the worst team in the league. Um, yeah. Besides, besides the Panthers. So, but Dak looked good. Threw for over three hundred yards, four touchdowns, one interception, QBR of eighty, um, and then a rating of one thirty three, which is very high. Tony Pollard did absolutely nothing. Yeah, he's been pretty sad this year he has um he has been sad cd lamb went crazy Mm -hmm. absolutely bonkers 12 receptions on 14 targets 158 yards two touchdowns averaging 13 yards a catch that's that's crazy insane um I got into a Twitter thread, sorry, an X thread today talking about C.D. Lamb versus A.J. Brown, which I have not been really thinking about. I always assumed A.J. Brown was better, but I think A.J. Brown is a much better quarterback, and C.D. Lamb is able to put up excellent stats with a quarterback who is not as good as Jalen Hurts. Um could be a hot take at this point because Dak did just have a great game. But yeah. Play. I've heard people say CeeDee Lamb is like a glorified wide receiver one when really he's just a wide receiver two. But the Cowboys, he's the wide receiver one on the Cowboys. Like if he was on an elite team, he wouldn't be the wide receiver one. I kind of buy that. He, the, I feel like he always has big games and not like – ideal moments like yeah. if it's the playoffs and you need that cd lamb game i doubt you're getting it but that's that's true he did like torch the colts last year so i don't know that's kind of what sticks out to me i think the cowboys i mean they're gonna make the playoffs it's just what are they gonna do in the playoffs because they can't be competent teams it seems I don't know. I think this weekend we're going to learn a lot. If they get blown out by the Eagles, then it's the same as the Dolphins where it's like, all right, they're not actually that good. They're just going to beat all the bad teams they play. Yeah. Which is a fine level to be at. Like, I would love for the Colts to be that good. Like, I'd love for the Colts to beat every bad team they play and then 
lose in the playoffs. Like, that's better than losing to the bad teams yeah. or being the bad teams. Like, I'd rather be that than where we are, but... Yeah. But that's why the Cowboys, like, haven't won a Super Bowl in, what, since the 80s? Or They're stuck, yeah. Because, like, yeah, they keep beating up on these bad teams, but they can't make it happen when they have to play a playoff caliber team. That's why the 49ers absolutely have their number right in the postseason. Um, similar to the Packers, although the Packers the last 15 years have been better than the Cowboys, um, so the Packers have actually been able to win playoff games and at least one Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's an NFC thing. I do think in our lifetime, the AFC has probably been a little more dominant than the NFC, almost entirely because of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, so maybe it was just harder to get into the Super Bowl or into the playoffs when you have to play against those teams. But the uh, the time of, of AFC dominance could be ending. Yeah. The, the four best teams in the league right now are all AFC teams. So Except the Eagles. Oh, that's right. Except the Eagles. Um, yeah. I also just looked on my favorite website, the Trade Cut. Just kidding. It's mm. not my favorite website. But just to look at these dynasty rankings for receivers, they have C.D. Lamb as wide receiver six and A.J. Brown as wide receiver three, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, Amon Ra is four. Tyreek at five. That feels... Yeah, tomorrow one two punch. So yeah, Puka is at nine. That's crazy. And Jalen Waddle eight, Garrett Wilson seven. So there you go. There you got the breakdown. Um, but yeah, Keegan, if and when you listen, Dak had a good game. He's still getting choked in the playoffs, but the Cowboys defense will get them to the playoffs. Cowboys Jags Super Bowl is is slowly approaching. It is actually. I'd like that to happen. That way, when the Jags win the Super Bowl, Keegan does have to buy me a jersey of my choosing. That it's it's more possible than it felt like five weeks ago. Absolutely. And um, what feels less possible five weeks ago is what I predicted, which was the 49ers versus Bills. Yeah. Uh, 49ers 40, lose again. Um. Joe Burrow looks like he's fully healthy. I'd be pretty happy if I was a Bengals fan. They just kind of went through their yearly um, slow start, and then they'll pick it up and they'll finish. I don't know, twelve and five, and then or whatever the record. I think twelve and five would be a record this year. That could be not enough to actually win the division, which could be tough because they'd have a road playoff game. But they've won in Arrowhead and in Buffalo in the playoffs the Bengals that is in the playoffs the last two years so I don't think you have to be too concerned about playing on the road as the Bengals in the playoffs I think if you're a Bengals fan you're just like alright we just gotta get into the playoffs and then we are good enough to make the Super Bowl because the past week they've played like they're good enough to play in the Super Bowl Um, if you have Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase in fantasy you're finally done punching air after the first four weeks of how bad that was um so the Bengals look good the 49ers are in disarray they needed the bye week bad to start 5-0 and and then to go on a three-game losing streak is it's pretty tough because they played 
They lost to the Steelers, Vikings, and Bengals. Bengals is a fine loss, but the Steelers and Vikings is... I don't know. I don't feel great about the 49ers stock right now. I think they'll make the playoffs. Right. But... Or Browns, not Steelers. Oh, Browns, yes. Browns. Yeah. But still, ugly game. P.J. Walker Browns. It might as well have been the Steelers. I mean, the P.J. Walker Browns are better than the uh, Deshaun Browns, so... So what do you? Where do you have the 49ers right now? Like, top? They are they still top ten in the NFL? Because off the best last three weeks, they they don't look like it. I, I, I think top ten. They have to be top ten still, but yeah, not but top they're not, five. They're not top five. Um, I I have to have the Bengals above them. Yeah, clearly. I mean, you have to, Eagles are better. The Chiefs are better, even though they lost. The Bengals are better. The I mean, even the Lions could be better at this point, and the Ravens are better at this point. The Jags are better at this point. Dolphins. Dolphins that's seven already. So they'd be eight. The Cowboys. I mean, they just beat the Cowboys, so it's hard to put the Cowboys above them. But I mean, they just crashed the Cowboys. Yeah. If there's something that, that's a weird man, if I was a Cowboys fan, the 49ers would be top of my hate list. So here's the debate that I've been having that we can just talk about both these games kind of at the same time then. Do you have the 49ers or the Seahawks winning the NFC West at this point? Oh, that is a good conversation. Um 49ers. Still? Because the Seahawks technically are leading the division right now because they have one less loss because they've already had their bye. I'm pulling up yeah. their schedules now. They still play each other twice, so that's a huge variable. Yeah, I mean, they play each other Thanksgiving week. Is that on Thanksgiving? It might be on Thanksgiving. Um, and then December 10th. But, yeah, I, I, I still have four. Above the I don't feel comfortable saying that, but I feel somewhat confident saying that. Yeah. The only reason I don't feel comfortable is because the Seahawks haven't really, like, dominated a game this year except for against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, they lost to the Rams before. <laughs> like, so, the Rams are bad, but, yeah, you're G- right. Geno hasn't looked as good. No. So that's where it's hard for me to... That's where it's hard for me to pick the Seahawks. I would still pick the 49ers as well, but, I mean, the 49ers, they have the Jags, then the Bucks, which could be definitely be a win for the 49ers against the Bucks. But then they go Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. That's going to be a very important stretch. That stretch will decide the NFC West, I think. The Bird Gauntlet. The Bird Gauntlet. To play three Bird teams in a row is tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely depends. If it's a red bird, you're probably fine. True. If it's a greenish-blue bird, you're probably happy. And if it's a purple bird, you're also probably happy. Oh, I mean, I mean, this is advanced analytics right here. The 49ers go Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens. They have five bird games in a row. I just... Okay, that is an actual bird gauntlet right there. Unlike 
anything we've ever seen on this podcast. It, that's unprecedented bird gauntlet action right there. Yeah. I don't I, I think the Seahawks, the Seahawks might might win the NFC West. If if the Seahawks if the 49ers go 5 and 0 through that bird gauntlet, they should be named Super Bowl champions that on the spot. Absolutely. After they beat the Ravens on Christmas. That's the fifth game. Oh, five that's game bird gauntlet. They cancel the Super Bowl the rest of the season if the C- if the 49ers win all five of those games. Absolutely. Wow. I am I am going to be watching the 49ers religiously starting <laughs> Oh my gosh, the gauntlet starts on Thanksgiving Day and ends on Christmas Day. Jeez. I think what day is Thanksgiving? I've n- absolutely no idea. Yep, it starts on Thanksgiving and ends yep. on Christmas. Wow. So between the two holidays, the 49ers are only preparing for bird teams. Yeah. And if you look at the stats, this year the bird teams are better than the cat teams. I have the stats. If you're are the 49ers a cat team? No. No, but I'm just saying I'd rather be playing a cat than a bird, and they have to play five birds. That's that's true, and the 49ers just lost to a cat team. Oh, that's so tough. And they have to play a cat next week, too. The Jaguars. Oh, wow. That, their schedule, the schedule makers kind of screwed them. Yeah, they said, we're going to make the 49ers lose whether they like it or not, and I'm sure yeah. they won't like it. Wow. All right. Well, so listeners, tune in. Starting on Thanksgiving, all the way through Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy bird gauntlet season for you all. That's my new favorite holiday season, the bird gauntlet. Yeah. that's It's like the five weeks of Advent. It's the five weeks of bird NFL yeah. 49ers versus bird teams, I guess. I, don't, I could word that better, but we'll, we'll sure. workshop that. We have a month to, to get ready. I'm gonna write the the twelve weeks of Christmas, but with because it's all about different birds. Yeah. So and it's gonna be about these NFC birds plus the Ravens. I don't know how we're gonna help the Forty ers but we do need to somehow notify them. Like you're in, you're in danger. <laughs> you are. There's like this is like a comet coming towards Earth. Like yeah. It's like that movie, Just Look Up, or whatever it's called. 49ers, look at your schedule. Look at these birds. You have an absolute flock coming towards you, and they all want your head. And no one's talking about it. And no one's talking about it. Wow. man, That's crazy. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. (laughs) Okay. So 49ers, possibly. They're they're screwed. Yep, they're screwed. They're screwed. Going back to birds, we had a bird-on-bird friendly fire this week. We did. Which ended up being a little closer than I thought it was going to be. I mean, the Cardinals were getting waxed going into the fourth quarter, and then they put up 17 in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. The The Cardinals stay making us think they're interesting, but stay being bad. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Josh Dobbs did lead the game in passing. He was better passer than 
Lamar went 25 for 37, 208, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, not the best ratings, but probably more uh, effective. Lamar, this was uh, not much of a Lamar game, actually. I feel like I didn't watch much of this game, but Gus Edwards had three touchdowns, 19 carries for 80 yards. Holy smokes, I almost benched him for Miles Sanders. Mistake, because birds are better than cats. And Gus Edwards is better than Miles Sanders, thus. But, update. Oh, no. Josh Dobbs has been benched. For Kyler? No. What, why? If it's not Kyler, then it's going to be Clayton Toon. Coach Gannon said during his Monday news conference. I just read that. I almost bought a Josh Dobbs uniform. They're selling it in the stadium now, so. That's good, finally. That's That doesn't make any sense. It, it, it makes me really sad. Really, all it means is that they were too good at... They actually were scared that they could win games with Josh Dobbs. The dude was balling out. That's yeah. That's like it's kind of like when Levy Smith won that game for the Texans week eighteen yeah. last year. Like Josh Dobbs isn't playing for the Cardinals; he's playing for his career right now. Right. He has a shot at being a starter, and he milked every single second of that opportunity. Sad that he's getting benched. I. There are few quarterbacks who should be playing better than him, who are playing worse than him. That people are wondering. People are wondering if he might get traded. Oh, Josh Dobbs Vikings. That'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know where. He, I mean, I guess he could go somewhere and be like a good backup. Yeah. Because clearly he can go in and just like do something. He can do something. Yeah, but man, I was I was so on Team Josh Dobbs, which is crazy because this preseason before he was signed to the Cardinals, I hated the Cardinals. The Cardinals yeah. were my least favorite team in football. Of, and now worse than the Packers. And now I'm kind of like I'm on Team Josh Dobbs. You know yeah. what it is? I really don't like Kyler. Yeah. I don't well, then like you're not gonna like the Cardinals anymore after this week. This is me off. Although a new Modern Warfare or something is coming out, so I'll oh, probably he get re-injured. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, coach, can't play. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then Hollywood Brown's going to get the Xbox notification that that Kyler M one two three is online. I think that's his gamer tag. No, no. Wait, what's he in? What's his? He's in like the Phase Clan or something. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Him and Bronny. I didn't know Bronny was. That's kind of lit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, this game was... Uh, the Ravens are good. That's The Ravens are really good. Well, they just keep winning. That doesn't necessarily mean they're good, but Let's they beat the Cardinals. Schedule. What's their schedule coming up? Well, yeah. I know they play the 49ers at some point. They do. On oh, Christmas. More bird on bird violence. They play the Seahawks next week. Ooh. Um, Seahawks, Browns, Bengals, Chargers, Rams, Jags, 49ers. Dolphins, yeah, that's Steelers. tough. There's not an easy game left. 
their last good easy quote unquote easy game, besides the Rams, I guess, is the Steelers on January seventh. Yeah. Uh, they get a bye between the Bengals and Chargers. Nope. Nope. They get a bye between the Chargers and Rams. It looks like at the end of November. Okay. I don't see that. I'm just guessing based on these. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a huge. That's a, I did not know that the Ravens might have to hang on for dear life then in that NFC North, AFC North. They really. I think this is what I don't know if you watch. Um, what's his name? Jordan Schultz. He's he's a Bleacher Report insider. I was watching his podcast today, and he was talking to someone at Baltimore and then someone at Tennessee about Derrick Henry possibly going to the Ravens. Hmm. And we already covered this a little bit, but Tennessee isn't shopping Henry right now, but they are listening to offers. Gotcha. So we'll find out tomorrow, but obviously I hope that the Ravens are also as concerned as we are for them because they play a lot of good teams. Like yeah. they have multiple Super Bowl caliber teams in their lineup um, at the end of December. Well, they got Bengals in November, and then December's Jags, Forty Niners, Dolphins. Yeah, I mean they don't really play a, a easy game. Like the Rams are their easiest game. And to be fair. The only hard teams they've played well, are the, the Colts. Colts. The Colts, the Lions, they beat yeah, they, the they, Bengals. They had a week two Bengals. So they had an easier start, so they took advantage yeah. of that at least. But it's ramping up quick. Yeah. Seahawks Browns kind of is like an on ramp to the highway they're about to be on. Yeah. They've got to win those games. They have to win yeah. both of those games. Yeah, because the Bengals are coming. The yeah. Bengals could could catch them in the division. They're only two games behind, and they play, so they're really only essentially a game behind yeah, that they need I, help in. I'd kind of almost written off the AFC North that it was just Baltimore's, but maybe not. They've got to prove it. They yeah, really and Lamar has to stay healthy. That's that would be tough if he didn't. Um, Let's see. Next, I'm basically Dolphins Patriots. The only thing to be said is Tyreek's halfway to two thousand yards, which is and awesome. the Dolphins won again. Patriots aren't good, and we nothing was surprising about this game. Um, but and then Eagles versus Commies. I mean, AJ Brown is maybe. The most important wide receiver in football right now, maybe the only question would be Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, those are one, two. It feels like, um, but I don't know the the Eagles seem to be. I mean, they have the best record in the league now. They deserve it. They're good. I think it just seems like a matter of time until they get the bye, and then they're just waiting. Basically, I feel like for the Eagles, it's just get to the playoffs without getting hurt. Ironically, Jalen Hurts is hurt right now, so just him getting healthy and then not getting hurt the rest of the year. Because uh, I don't know if they have too hard of it. I mean, they play the Cowboys next week, so if they win that, then they're just rolling towards the playoffs. Yeah, that's a huge divisional game. 
Well, they have Cowboys, Chiefs, whole... Okay, talk about a gauntlet. Oh my Cowboys, gosh. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys again, Seahawks, and then an off-ramp to Giants, Cardinals, Giants to finish the season. <laughs> okay, so they're 3-0 and to end. Yeah, which is so. Nice. So they're nine and one at no, they're ten and one at that point. Yeah, yeah, they'd be ten and one at that point. That's probably enough to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and then if they win, they'll beat the Cowboys once at least. You'd think. Yeah, that this next one's at home versus the Cowboys. Um, but then the Chiefs, way. Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. That's crazy. The Seahawks are in all of these gauntlets. Yeah, they are. They, they really are. The Seahawks have a gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Seahawks themselves have a gauntlet. I feel like the Seahawks are playing 40 games this year. Every time yeah. they look at the schedule, <laughs> they're playing the Seahawks. I feel like all these good teams are playing each other, which must mean all these like it's like oh those games are going to be so awesome but that means all the bad teams are also playing each other i think we're really going to start getting into the weeks where it's like there's certain games that we will never see on red zone just doesn't matter at all yeah yeah and then like colts panthers next week that game doesn't matter at all matters absolutely zero the next 12 bears primetime games that we have in the next month (laughs) don't matter at all yeah but yeah, all right. So Eagles almost. I I'm interested to know when they'll clinch the playoffs. I'm sure that's not for several weeks. Like when they yeah. actually do, and like ESPN gives them that star. Probably but not to like December, but I feel like it's almost safe to chalk that up now. It's kind of. I mean, it's like fantasy football. If you're starting seven and one, it's yeah, very very hard to not make the playoffs. Yeah, you you just gotta like accidentally win one more and then you're yeah exactly. in the playoffs. I'm gonna if find their stays healthy. I think they have a good chance of winning several more. I'm gonna find their um, to make the playoff odds. The Eagles are minus twenty thousand to 20, make the playoffs. 000? Yes. Holy. I mean, that's got to be far and away the highest. Besides maybe the Chiefs. Yeah, you'd have to bet $20,000 to win 1000 No, I think it is the highest. The Chiefs are minus 8000 Lions are minus 10000 That's like... So they're double. They have double the best odds. Wow. Yeah, there it's... Everything's looking up for the Eagles right now, according to Vegas. Good for them. Yeah. Are you looking at DraftKings? DraftKings, yeah. Yeah. 20,000. Chiefs are at 8,000. Yeah. Lions are at 10,000. I guess, and Dolphins are... Because division is a factor in that, too. Yeah, the Lions get to breeze through those NFC North games. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well... There you go. Eagles are the favorite to make the playoffs right now. Speaking of favorites to make the playoffs, uh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, they're they're on a two-game win streak here. Yeah, yeah they are. They've won three um, of their last four. And Russell Wilson is better than Patrick Mahomes now, too. There are a lot of quarterbacks who are better than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. I'll say it. Zach Wilson, 
Russell Wilson, anyone yep. named Wilson, yep. um, better than Patrick Mahomes. And you, there is no debate. It's just true. It's facts. It's factual. We are, we. I think there's a chance the Broncos. They they're not going to make the playoffs, right? No, no, absolutely. Okay, not. I was kind of delusioning myself that maybe they could. I don't think they're going to make. There's no way. I'm. Let's see. They play the Bills next. And then the Vikings, Browns, Texans, Chargers, Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders. They could win three or four of those. So, yeah, maybe six and 11, seven and 10. Maybe they won't be an embarrassment, but. They are last in the AFC apart from the Patriots. So. Yeah, that's tough. The wild card or the the divisions are going to go to the Chiefs, probably the Dolphins, the Jags, and either the Ravens or the Bengals. That means you have to get through either the Bills slash Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Jets, Bengals slash Ravens. Yeah, that's Chargers, true. Chargers, Texans, just for a wild card. Yeah, that's probably there's not a lot happen. of teams. There's a lot of teams that would beat them out of a wild card. Um, yeah, the AFC is kind of stacked. Yeah, unlike the NFC, which is a bigger drop-off, there's like six really good NFC teams, and then it super drops off. And then number yeah. seven is the Falcons. Yeah. So that shows you what the drop-off is. Literally, I'm looking at it on ESPN, the NFL standings, and it's number six, the 49ers, number seven, the Falcons. That's how steep of a drop-off it is. That's crazy. Falcons are not in the bird gauntlet, so we will not see whether or not the 49ers are actually better. Yeah, that's true. They are, but we won't see it. Yeah, we we won't see it for certain. Anyways, the Broncos did win. It's the first time the Broncos have beat the Chiefs in... Like ever. 16 matchups. Yeah, since we were like sophomores in high school. I think Patrick Mahomes is there. So Peyton Manning. It would have been when Peyton Manning was there. Yeah. And That's crazy. This was the first road game that Mahomes lost um, in the AFC West. It's the first game where he didn't throw a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. Like, He's so bad. This is, this is far and away the worst game that Patrick Mahomes has ever played. And you know why? One yards and two interceptions. Why? Taylor Swift wasn't there. Oh, tell me about it. We talked about this with like, what is going to be the implications of when Taylor Swift isn't there? Yeah, and it's we're finding out. Don't score touchdowns. They can't. They physically can't. Imagine watching a Chiefs team that can't score a touchdown against the second to last team in their conference. Crazy. Insane. Their score was almost tripled by the Broncos. Also, let's look at Russell Wilson's stat line because he deserves us to read this out. It was pretty good, um, if I can get it here. Because everyone's talking about how bad Patrick Mahomes played, but Russell Wilson, never mind. It was really bad. I don't know why I thought it was good. No, it's not bad. He just he went 12 for 19, 114 yards, and three touchdowns. But he won, and he won. He won. won. 
Um, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams all had a receiving touchdown. Uh, Javante Williams rushed for 85 yards. This is what this is what we wanted the Broncos to look like a year and a half ago. Yep. And this is one of the first games where they delivered, which is great. Yeah. It's probably because it snowed. True. And no Taylor Swift. Yep. And then I think the only other game we have is Texans Panthers. I think. Oh yeah. Texans weren't as good as they got a little overhyped. But they're still good. And I think people just forgot that the Panthers also get paid to play football, and so they're, like, kind of competent. Yeah. Like they Bryce, Young, Bryce Young wins the first rookie matchup, so. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. All three top draft picks mm-hmm. in that game. It wasn't just two QB rookies, but Will Anderson yep. was in that and then Never happened it, before in the Super Bowl era. Anthony Richardson was supposed to go there the next week, but shoulder. But, yeah, bad for the Bears. Um, Panthers no longer have the first pick. The Cardinals do, so we'll see how that ends up. But if Kyler comes back, you have to imagine they'll win another game or two. We'll see if the Panthers can win another game or two. Yeah. Also, on that note, I guess – the perfect transition out of talking about the NFL but talking about the draft is Caleb Williams might not be as good as people are saying he is. No. Have you seen his stats when he plays a team that's ranked? No. He's like a below average quarterback. He's like he's like a hun- he's like QB like a hundred in rankings if you look at top twenty five. When he plays top twenty-five teams, Caleb Williams against ranked teams. I could just be making that up, but I thought I saw it. A completion percentage, and this is against top twenty-five teams: fifty-one point four percent completion percentage, and averaging fifty-four percent of the passing yardage that he does against unranked opponents. Oh my gosh! That's he has wild. more more interceptions than touchdowns against top 25 teams. He's Desmond Ritter. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe a little bit better than that. But, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't play. It's, it's so hard to tell. I mean, I would, obviously, if you're drafting first, you probably have to pick him. But... I mean, there's the problem is is there's other options. Like, last year, obviously, you'd have to take him, or the year before, you'd have to take him. But, I mean, Drake May, people really like Drake May. Now, if you look at Drake May's stats at UNC, they're not great, but there's so many UNC quarterbacks that have really turned out well, so. Yeah. Cale um, Williams on DraftKings for the number one pick is at minus 450. Drake May's at plus 400. They're kind of in a tier of their own there. Um, Marvin Harrison is at plus 2,000. And then Michael Penix is at plus 2,200. So he has really shot up the rankings, I'm assuming, after he beat Morgan, um, because he really showed up in that game. Yeah. And Quinn Ewers is number five? That's crazy. I will not be drafting Quinn Ewers with a first-round fantasy pick. 
No. I hope that the Bears don't draft him with a first. <laughs> Real pick. Unless they take him and Michael Penix. Deadly duo. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, J.J. McCarthy, your boy, is at number 10. Yeah, I don't know. He might go back to Michigan, to be honest. I thought he was a senior. He's going to be a junior. But he can probably make more money at Michigan than he can in the NFL. So. Speaking of Michigan, at plus 30,000. Blake Oh, I I would take the. I don't know if I can short that, like bet the opposite, but I would bet all of my money on that. <laughs> that Blake Corum will not be the first. Lady. Yes, yeah. he won't even yeah. probably go in the first round. No, I Travion Henderson's above him, and I I didn't even. I've not even put together that Travion Henderson will probably be in the NFL year. Right, but he will be, maybe. Anyways, we'll see what happens. That's the end of our recap on these games. We got, uh, we're recording Thursday night, or not Thursday, Monday night. What game do we have tonight that we have? Lions Raiders. Lions Raiders. I feel like I know how that's going to go, but. Yeah, but it'll be fun to watch the Lions. I I feel like I like watching the Lions. I would love to watch the Lions just beat up on the Raiders. That could be fun. And we have some fantasy implications. We need some big games out of Devontae and Amon Ra, so. Yeah, Jackson, my co-managed league. We need them to combine for like 40 points or something. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, we're projected like 179.1 and the team we're playing right. has 179.2. Well, Can you hear me? <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, that's about all we got for our uh, recap. Tune in for later this week when we're going to be drafting for week nine. My gosh, yeah, almost halfway. No, because there's 18 weeks. Because there's five weeks, but and then we got the playoffs. Then we got the playoffs. Yeah, we're we're like 10 percent done. Yeah, nah, we're like 40, but yeah. Yeah, we're a lot closer to 50 percent. But fantasy's over halfway done. Yeah. All right, we'll go Lions. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Tune in later this week, and uh, you'll hear some more bad picks from you boys. <laughs>